it's that camera right there you just pointed at. Um, we are back for a whole new game. Um, we took a little bit of a break uh, when we stopped playing Memento Mori, which we recently announced is actually Beastroll and Night Lockwood by James and Dracasso, which is available for pre-order now on Amazon. Um, and we had a little bit of a, some people stepped away for a little bit of a break. We have a new player and we have a new group and a new story and a new thing we're doing. So um, we're going to be running a new short campaign called The Damned, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more. I don't want to spoil anything before we get started, but I think it'd be good for us to maybe introduce everybody around the table um, for the people who are watching, starting with our new player, Paige. Hi, my name's Paige. That's about it. Paige has never played Zweihander before. Never in my life. And she's an ASL interpreter. Yes, I'm an interpreter. Nerd interpreter right there. That's my, that's my company. Is it on there? Check the sticker. That's all right. company. Boom. Nerd interpreter. It's yeah. her first time playing Zweihander. First time play, actually gaming. Well, not the first time gaming with me, but the first time gaming with all of us. Yeah. And Paige and I have been talking periodically on Instagram and now mm -hmm. Twitter about gaming together. For a minute, yeah. 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 A hot minute, as a they hot, used to a say. A hot minute. No a cap. hot minute. No cap. No cap. I finally, I finally made it into the, the cool crowd. <laughs> so next one, any of what you just said, <laughs> you're making it less cool. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're making it sorry, less sorry. cool by saying it. Sorry. <laughs> old, no old man, old man. It, no one over thirty. I got hot to say that. I, I, I think we're all over thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, when you interpret for teenagers, you have to kind of learn the lingo. Uh, so. Okay. How sure. do you do? How do you do? You no know, cap and sign. Oh, it's not as cool as you think, because no cap means like. You know, not lying. So, but it's more of an expression. So I'll be like, so. So if I saw like if I saw someone and I knew that they were a teenager and that would express that, if they're just like, I'd be like, no cap. <laughs> so it all it depends on the person how their expression. So it's contextual. Are. It's all contextual, mm, okay. person based, individual. Like if a if a ninety eight year old woman did this, I wouldn't say awesome. I'd say, you know, fantastic or wonderful. So it all really depends on the person. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, So you code switch when you do ASL. A lot of code switching. Yeah. Wow. So I think I know one. This one. Does that mean knucklehead? Yeah, the, like nitwit, knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Is it bullshit? That is. Yeah. Yes. Everyone bullshit. knows that one. Our mutual friend of ours was, uh, she She uh, did ASL translation at a in Blue Springs. Mm -hmm. Stephanie Benz on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. what that but what next to Adam? Hello, my name's Adam. You've, you might have seen me before, but uh, I'm with Grim and Peril Studios, and I've played around here at this table For since 2008. Forever! <laughs> yeah. For a minute. Just For a minute. A little bit. Yeah. But not as long as some. Yeah. Tim. Tim. Everybody knows Tim, yeah. or you know his his voice at least. He's got the deepest voice of everybody. Been, been playing with Dana since 17, 18? Yeah. 88? No. And we're both, and we're both 40, 94 ish. 94. 1788. We're both Every teenager that is watching this. And we 20 something's not like Since the 1900s. Really right? Yeah, the gray is for real. We started with Planescape. Yeah. 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 Back in the day, back in the day. Well, actually, I think the first campaign I played in was uh, Ravenloft. Oh, you guys that's were right. Ravenloft, and I yeah. got in the very end of it. That's right, that's right. Then we started playing Planescape. Then we played Planescape. Memories. Okay, and finally, we only have four players, which is great. Uh, I love smaller groups. Uh, our final player is. I'm Nick. 
I'm an editor at German Pearl Studios. He also has red hair, so he's uh, <laughs> immediately ostracized from the table. As a fellow, as a, as a, as a fellow red hair, fellow former red hair when I was a kid, now a red beard, we are uh, our brother Seamus. Um, so we're going to start a whole new game called The Damned. Um, we've already created characters. We did that last week. We all got together, created some characters. We've gone through our game stats. Typically, whenever whenever you start your first game, well, any game as a right-hander, the first thing that you do is you roll initiative because our initiative ladder will help us understand one, we'll set the tempo of combat if it comes to combat. Two, if we get in a situation where people need to take turns, um, we'll I'll always refer back to the initiative ladder. And whoever's closest to the board, in this case, it's Adam. And yep. people who are watching can't see this, but we have a racer board over there. So what you'll do is roll 1d10 and then add your initiative value from the... Right there. That right there. Yep. And then Adam will write him up on the board. He'll just take, he'll ask everybody kind of in turn. It's a whole new initial, whole new world. Oops. Oh. I hope you're okay with lots of songs and lots of puns. I hope you guys are ready and okay for some uh, language barriers with my character. That's great. Mm. So, you know, you know I'm going to get this wrong. Espelant? Espilcent. 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 It's E S P I I L C E N T. I, I, I like how you're trying to mess with my ability to say names. So if you look really close, it's epic and silent kind of intertwined together. So you pick it apart and it says silent and then it says epic. So it's two in one and I created the name sign of my character with those two words. So I just smashed them together. Cool. So S. Pilsen. Ten. Ten. Hey, Clovis. Thirteen. Nice. All right. And Pepistrella then... is Adam, 12, and Tomat. Seventeen. Captain over here rolled a freaking ten. So. I rolled a, no, I rolled a nine. Oh, that's, that's one. Oh. Wow. You get the highest initiative of the group? Yeah. So then we in there, uh, arrange the initiative from highest to lowest, and this initiative ladder does not change. Once it's cool. set at the beginning of the game, we just leave it as is, unless for some reason an ability or a trait or a situation causes it to shift. But it stays static pretty much throughout the game session. The next thing we do, because there are bookended rituals you do whenever you play as Weihander, everybody picks up 1d6. And what you're going to do is determine if you all how many fortune points you start with. If you roll a 6, it goes to me. If you roll a 1 through 5, nice. it goes to you. Okay. So I automatically get 1, and because Tim rolled a 6, I get 2, and you start with 3. Now... You may remember this, or maybe you don't, but uh, the fortune pool is a way for you to change dice rolls. So if you fail something, you spend a fortune point to re-roll it. You can also use fortune points to change the narrative in, a, in favorably to yourself, um, with my approval, of course. Um, you can also use it... What's that? Oh yeah, you can also turn any roll of a d6 into a face 6. A face yeah, so six? you move it to six. If you rolled one, you change oh. it to a six, which is good because rolling high on sixes are good. Rolling low on percentiles is good. Okay. So six is always you want higher. Six-sided dice you want high numbers. Percentile dice you want low numbers. Okay. Disclaimer: I'm gonna be the dummy for a while. So. No, that just helps people that are learning the game. Okay, yay! You yeah. are welcome. Yeah. Um, I will say, real quick aside. So we talked about the language barrier. One thing to keep in mind that. 
this camera does not always pick up on movement, especially if somebody else is talking. So you may want to I'll make a noise. Prompt. I already I already kind of discovered that, so I'll have some kind of some kind of trigger to get cool. to me. Yeah. That's great. And once again, it's an opportunity for us to learn sign along the way too, which yeah. is kind of fun. Um, so we're actually, so is there any, any questions you have about the game before we actually just start? I'm ready. Everybody feel comfortable with their characters? Yes. You feel comfortable with what you have there? Feel comfortable with your name? Feel comfortable with what you've chosen? Okay. I get to do a fun setup and I love the setup for every, every new game. I always get to, I, I love writing these things and, um, just go ahead and begin. I that music, always. Welcome to Galeone, the godless lands. It was once a pastoral country, with its people shepherded by two factions. Concerns of the soul were the domain of the covenant priesthood, while earthly matters were left to the Mercator dynasty. This accord lasted for nearly 200 years, but it all came to an end. Holy Mother Carmen was a leader of the Covenant, untarnished by corruption. She ensured that Galeon lived in peace with its eastern neighbors. But the Mercator suspected something far darker, that the Holy Mother sought to undo the dynasty. For this unforgivable crime, Carmen and her followers were crucified in the capital of Ghent. But the Mercators were wrong. Where Carmen's blood spilled, crimson flowers blossomed. With it came the Red Death. The plague spread across Galeone like seeds of a dandelion. Sickness overwhelmed its cities. The Mercators perished, and their knights fell to rebellion. The Covenant splintered. The Accord was ended. The Red Death made its claim. With the death of the Mercators, the Crimson Disease is gone. But in its wake is chaos. In Galeone, death is considered a blessing. The custodian of death is there to greet them as they begin their passage into the Well of Souls. Some, however, are trapped between life and death. Cursed to walk the land tirelessly, these misfortunate souls have been dubbed the Damned. Precious few were spared from the Red Death, but you, you are among those survivors. Starting with Paige, I would like for you to read the Mad Leave at the top of your character sheet. After you do so, I would like for you to tell everybody one thing about your character that is not on your character sheet. Something that you've thought about in between the last few game sessions. And we're gonna do this around the table as our form of introduction to each other and for the session. Okay. My name is Espilsent. I have made my life as an etherealist and I am a middle-aged my gender is Moy, and my ancestry is Sayabra. I come from a reverent upbringing in the aristocrat social class. I am short with an athletic build, and I'm albino. However, I have short natural black hair. My eyes are very stormy, and I have a Glasgow smile, which you can see if my mask is removed. I was born in spring, and my dooming is stabbed by my own knife. And uh, one thing that I have thought about about my character in a physical form is that my eyes, just thinking about my eyes being stormy and that I'm slightly albino, is that there's where the pupil is, there's a black lightning style like 
laid out from my pupils that kind of make it look like a lightning storm, except mm. the lightning is black. Mm. Cool. Adam, you're up next. Alright, I am playing Pipistrella Clavager, and I have made my life as an Auspex. Uh, I'm a middle-aged female human and come from a forgotten upbringing in the low-born social class. I am short of stature with an average build and an albino complexion. I have medium braided blonde hair, kindly eyes, and bushy eyebrows. I was born in winter, and my dooming is six of one, half a dozen of the other. And one thing that isn't on this character sheet that is really apparent to anyone that meets her, um, she does not keep the customs and traditions of uh, how people who are in religious service to the custodian interact with other people. Um, it, it, it seems that she's either brazen or something along those lines. That uh, um, when she talks to people, she doesn't have the austerity that um, other uh, priests of the custodian have. A uh, quick note too, so the aspects is a completely new profession. It's a priest of the custodian. Ah. The great thing is about the choice you, you kind of told us about your character, it actually matches really well because the covenant is splintered in Galeon, that oh, the nice. gods are dead. <laughs> that, is the, that is the belief of the people of Galeon. Um, something else that's really interesting about his character is he's Aridane, so he's from the eastern kingdoms from beyond the teeth, beyond the impossible palisade that separates Galeon from the rest of the world. Whereas with Tim and Nick's characters are both Gentish. They're actually from Galeon, as are you, even though you're Siobhan. Um, let's move next to Tim. Hi, everyone. My name is Clovis, and I've made my life as a watchman. I am an adult male Gentish, or is it yeah. Gent? Gentish. Gentish. Yeah. And I come from a mili militaristic upbringing. Uh, oh, sorry, militaristic my upbringing, oh, sorry, that's it, upbringing, in the low-born social class. I am average with an athletic build, and I am albino-complected. I have near-shaved, straight gray hair, mournful eyes, and a lightning scar. So, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, there's three albinos now. We've never rolled that once, and we have no. three this campaign. Yeah. Yeah. That was odd, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I was born in summer, and my dooming is, those you trust will kill you. So I think out of all the characters we ended up rolling last week, you had, like, the, the best rolls. <laughs> the, the dooming is something that I've thought about, and it's, it's something he thinks about constantly. So his ability to trust others... Um, is very limited mm -hmm. because he believes as he starts to trust people, that's who's going to kill him. Yeah. So, so he really is sets up walls. It's very standoffish and feels like as long as they're at a you know an arm's length for me, I'll never die, <laughs> <laughs> or I won't meet the custodian <laughs> too soon. How about that? That's right. I love it. That's I'm great. not ass Dan. I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna live forever, <laughs> ass Dan. <laughs> Um, and then finally, last but not least, Nick. My name is Thomas Laurent, or Laurent, and I I have made my life as a bailiff. 
I'm a young man of ancestry from an opportunistic upbringing in the low-born social class. I have an average stature with a slender build and fair complexion. I have near-shaved wavy red hair, innocent eyes, and a crooked nose. I was born in spring, and my dooming is a trick. It's not an illusion. Michael. That's <laughs> a development thing. It's a great dooming, though. <laughs> yes. Tell us something on, about your character that's not on your sheet. So, so uh, my character and Clovis have actually worked together in the past um, since, uh, I believe, Clovis is... What was your profession again? Watchman. Watchman. Watchman, and uh, I am a bailiff. You know so. who watches the Watchman? The Come bailiff. On. The bailiff. Come on. <laughs> who watches the bailiff? The Watchman. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we worked, we worked together in the same town. Um, and everyone hated me <laughs> because I was a bailiff. <laughs> You're the tax man. Nobody likes a tax man. <laughs> You're the Uncle Sam of Galeon. Right. Like, you the tax man. How is there bailiffs when there's nobody in charge? Before the Red Death. Oh, so yeah. it's a fiefdom. Of, okay, you were before. before yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the... the, the uh, the Red Death came and went very quickly. It tore across Galeone, and it mostly took the lives of the, of the, the Mercator dynasty. That's it's all my job. <laughs> <laughs> it killed a lot of people. Whoa, 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 whoa. What I care about, though. Right. <laughs> okay, so now that we have kind of some of the early setup for all of our characters, we kind of know one another roughly. And first sessions are always a little tough, and that's okay. We're going to find the right accents and voices and affectations. Those things will develop over time. So I'm going to help you do some story building because this is my favorite part of the game. We did last game, and, and Lachlan will do it in this one too. So in the wake of the Red Death, um, you've all made a new life in a place called Bastion. Like, as in a bulwark. This bulwark has attracted a handful of other survivors. Uh, it sits in the shadows of the teeth, an impossibly tall palisade built by the Eastern Kingdoms to hedge against the sickness. Some seek to see Bastion fall. One such is a personage simply called the Brass Paladin. He was once a keeper of covenant relics, very expensive relics. But after the Red Death took his humanity, the Brass Talon became one with the damned. Just this evening, you all stole into a Riverside Covenant temple to liberate its treasures. These relics, called Sacred Remnants, are priceless relics that could change the course of your very lives. I'm going to hand out some cards that represent nine Sacred Relics. Each of you must choose one. They're magic items. The only one, the only person who won't choose is Adam because he his has already set it. Yep. Uh, please read out loud what your sacred remnant is. Yeah, yeah sure. I have uh, Venetia's. Mm -hmm. Okay, Venetia's Wimple. Once worn by a priestess of the martyr burned at the stake, this Wimple is stained with ash. When its wearer still stands close to her hearth, they can sometimes hear her wailings betwixt the crackling of fire. Effect. Add plus one to your damage and peril thresholds. So is the whipple that thing that goes around there? Yeah, it's, it's like a, a nun. Oh, that's the nun. Yeah. Okay, that, that, yeah. Okay. 
And his yeah. character there's, there's is monstrous. There's a reason monstrous. I got it now, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Is it like this, this one, that, too? That one, that one. Is it the, the, the Gidget? Not Gidget, but the, the Flying yeah. Nun? The Flying Nun or is one. It the, or is it the, like, the traditional it's one? It's the traditional yeah. one, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any yeah. that you've looked at, please yeah. feel free to pass on. There are nine of these for us to look at. That's Flying Nun. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm considering these ones. Mm-hmm. That's I'm flying glad you got them first. Yeah. Well, he ended them This one is playing here, my choice. I want to look at them all. Yeah. So share some out. Don't settle on any yet. Like, <laughs> give me the cards, and I will hand them out equally to everybody. Now. <laughs> well, I want to see them all before I choose. <laughs> You're not going to choose. You're going to take three, give Tim okay. three, give Paige He's three. already read six. So he's going to keep <laughs> the three once. So pass the other six on, and you all can make choices together. You'll right. decide together what you're going to look at. So read the ones you haven't read yet. I'll give you four. Yeah. I'll take three. And there are nine, so you can choose. You choose one of the nine, and this is the sacred remnant you begin with. And you only begin with one, and you stole these things. We'll talk about why in just a moment. This is the thimble of time. Don't I have a thimble for Hush? Mm-hmm. So this is a different thimble? Would I have, yeah. like, two thimbles? Well, this would be... So a thimble is different than a sacred remnant. The sacred remnant is something that is ensorcelled with power, something that was created by the covenant, the priesthood, that has tremendous value. Magic items in Zweihander are exceedingly rare, and in this case they're represented by the sacred remnants. I'm ready to pass. So it's fire, so I've already looked at them. Oh. Okay, here's two more. Sorry, I'm not not this So you picked yours. Mm-hmm. What'd you choose? I chose Grave Digger's Spade. Tell us about it. <laughs> no job is worse than that of a lowly grave digger, save perhaps for the night soil worker. Perhaps it's why the custodian blesses her servants with sharp spades to make the job a bit easier. In fact, you can dig a human-sized hole through any material in less than five minutes. If used against foes classified as supernatural, you're treated as a zwy-hander. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's drawing your attention so far, Paige? Or the ones you've read? I want to. Uh, the ones that are drawing my attention is the hood of the hangman. Mm-hmm. And then there was one in that stack I gave away that I already forgot. Oh. The little time here. No, it was the. Um, New person, just pick, and I'll pick after. Newton's care. moment. I don't. Pick a good one. I, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll get seven to choose from. Yeah, I'm gonna choose the Flamberger egg. <laughs> I saw that. But. <laughs> I I'm I want this just because. I'm gonna give those back to you. Uh, but the two that really are sticking out to me is the Newton's moment and the hood of the hangman. But the Flamberger egg is just so pretty. Wasn't there a, a Fabergé egg in um, that movie of Tom Cruise of the 80s where he's like, how, uh, Risky Business? Is that right? When they stole like a Fabergé egg from like the window, from the above the fireplace. I can't remember it. Hmm. I haven't seen it. The Flamberger, if you don't know, is a wavy bladed two handed sword. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go with Newton's moment. Yeah. Tell us about Newton's moment. Long ago, a preceptor of the learner, is that, is that right? Yeah. I'm bad at reading. 
Sorry, guys. Long ago, Perceptor of the Learner discovered an etheric force called gravity. He carved an apple out of ironwood to prove, prove his theorem. Uh, one which can defy gravity by levitating a yard off the ground. The effect is you cannot be knocked prone and reduce all falling damage you suffer by 1d6 plus 1. I don't know why that just feels like something Miss Pilsen would enjoy. What did you end up getting? The Gravedigger's Spade. Oh, that's right. Gravedigger. Well. I don't know. Scales of Justice is really good, too, but I don't think I understand this one. Spend a fortune point to have a, the mechanical Wyron perfectly mimic any... Wren? Or Wren perfectly mimic any series of words no longer than 280 letters, even when you aren't near it. You can send a tweet. That's cool. Yes. That's what I thought. You can but always I was, send a tweet. That <laughs> sounds really cool. So that's what I was like. So maybe maybe Miss Pilsen should have that since she's nonverbal. Oh. You know what? Did did you, are you taking the tweet? I th- I think it's that that might be. Some, I didn't see this one, so yeah. Go and read it aloud. That's a good. Me? Yes, please. Um, made from tin and clockwork, this tiny songbird was crafted by a druid of the Demiurge. Demiurge. Yeah. Demiurge to entertain his daughter, secrets imparted to the Wren uh, are held safe forever. And the effect is, spend a fortune point to have the mechanical Wren perfectly mimic any series of words no longer than 280 letters, even if you aren't near it. So I, I could basically take this thing, place it for a message for a little bit later if I'm off somewhere else doing something or if I really need yeah. to just have them... Yeah, Passeri's Songbird, you think about the mechanical owl in um, Jason the Argonauts. Yeah. Or Clash of Titans. Yeah. yeah That's kind of like, I think, I think yeah. this one. It's a mechanical Songbird. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This ends a tweet. This ends a tweet. <laughs> As Pilsen's definitely a, squirrel, a social media uh, influencer. <laughs> What's that? If it was a squirrel, you would have taken it, right? I would have, yeah. <laughs> Passeri's Squirrel. <laughs> would have, there was a something squirrel in here. What would, would mind. what would I Wouldn't matter what it did. Uh, you just keep the card. Oh, okay. Yep. Lovely. What are you thinking, Tim? So, I, yeah, there's like three that I really like, but I think I'm going to go with the, the, the Fabergé egg. The Flambergé egg. Oh. The Flambergé egg. I'm going to say Fabergé, but yeah, I guess we can't say that, can we? <laughs> Uh, the this unusually pink amethyst is shaped like an egg and was reputedly lain by the steward's favorite cockatrice. Cockatrice. Whatever the hell that is. It's, I know it's a bird. Once cracked, its shell puts it, shell puts itself together again a few moments later. So once cracked, you can buy yourself with one full mill. Is that one full mill for a single person? Yeah. Okay. Um, or you can crack it over your weapon and it gains the emulated quality for one combat encounter. Uh, the Fabergé egg can only be used cracked once a day. Yeah. So you get food or... Or a flirting or, weapon. Or, or flaming yeah, weapon. Or flaming weapon. Fabergé egg. That was a fun one, right? Flambergé. <laughs> a Flambergé is a wavy bladed two-handed sword. That's... It's jokey. Um, okay, <laughs> so... I know, I know that term before. So, um, now that you've kind of chosen your sacred remnant, uh, you now, we get to talk about why you took it. 
Because you all came to this Riverside Covenant Temple to steal these things, these relics. It's not just the effects or what it is, but you knew something about these things. Maybe we could talk about like what, kind of openly, what may have drew your characters to to take these specific sacred remnants. Because the church did Pret- pretend that these did not exist. These are just simply choices you make as a character. But your play, your care. Sorry, you made as a players, but your character knows about these specific objects, these sacred remnants. So let's talk about why you took them. I can go. Hunger. The Red Death has caused vast... I mean, it's the plagues, right? I mean, um, these Clovis has been hungry on many occasions, <laughs> and um, a full meal sounds like paradise. Yeah. It's that simple. You never go a day without eating again. It's true. I, tr- I, trust in, I trust in food. <laughs> you can crack the flimber, Jay, and you can eat it. Food's there... not going to kill you, is it? Food won't kill no. me. It's not part of my dooming. That's right. <laughs> Your meal will eat you instead. <laughs> if, if that would have been it, I would have won something else. You'll be swallowed up your own ass. That's the that's the new, that's my dooming. His um, cat's paw was really cool, too. Yeah, cat's paw was neat. I was like, man. Uh, I have to read the cat's paw aloud because we didn't. Yeah, so this nautical rope is made from the sinews of a cat configured in an unbreakable loop. Those who hold it swear they can hear the voice of the Leviathan upon the waves. Anything you tie together, bonds, chains, clothing, laces, rope, or otherwise, can only be broken by magical means. That's pretty cool. It's a good thing to tie your shoe with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. For, forever or, not tripping. We're always tying people up. Nobody took the black pelt. That I, was surprising. I like the pork mode Noir. That one yeah. too. But. Our last time we played Galeon, they killed a local demigod, literally a black pig that was worshipped as a girl called the Pork Noir, and it's the pelt of the thing. Yeah, you can't give us, like, nine things that are cool. I know! That's that was my, I had three. That yeah. was one of them. Those, yeah. are, those are my three. The egg, yeah. the belt, and the pelt. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more sacred remnants as we play the game, too. Bowl. Yeah. So why, why, what about the rest of your characters? Like, why, why would you, what personal reason would you have to take this thing? Well, uh, for Espilson, I clearly, when I'm away from my my people, and I'm especially working with a group of people who don't have that communication, um, I, I, I thrive with communication because I feel like uh, I have a lot to offer, but other people can't communicate with me. So, of course, I see this cute little songbird that's very mechanical. Um, that can that can help me in a way uh, win <laughs> with the help of everyone else. So it just is a tool for me to be able to communicate, which any kind of communication tool I could take advantage of is an excellent thing. Cool. Nick, Adam, or I should say Toma and Pipistrella. So uh, Pipistrella had a wimple on already before we came here and like uh, that's like the one tradition that she does like seem to stay to and so she just wanted to be able to replace it Um, and you know it's like it's very important to her that she does that one thing Um, and like she just fidgets with it all the time um, and it's always bugging her, and she's always complaining about it. But 
Well, keep in mind, you just got these things, like, t- tonight. Right, right. Not, not just no. tonight, tonight. She's like she had one prior. Oh, yes, yeah. I see what you're saying. That's yeah, part yeah. of, like, got it. her covenant. Okay. Yeah. What about for Toma Laurent? So, Toma picked the... Went for the spade because he wanted to have good places to hide all the taxes that he collected. Um, <laughs> it, like, uh, you know, no one would think to, you know, hide their... their their share of the taxes and you know like rocky ground or something like that but you know now he can that's right <laughs> get a tool you can use against the damned yeah i'm gonna voice mine a little differently now that i've i've stewed um as as somebody who's nonverbal, i have a lot to offer and a lot of people don't realize how much i have to offer so any tool that i have to help show that i have a lot to offer is why i chose it so I think one thing we could think about doing then, at least with Viserys' songbird, is that as opposed to limited it to 280 characters, because it's a clever play thing, um, we could actually use that as perhaps the device, the mimetic device you use to talk with everyone. Maybe that songbird sits on your shoulder and speaks on your behalf. That may help us kind of get, because we're going to have a barrier, I think, yeah. if we simply rely only on ASL, yeah. the nonverbal character, so we can use that as a narrative tool. Yeah. A narrative I like device. That. I like that. I still want to be limited, but I also yeah. want to have that ability to communicate. Yeah. Everyone feel comfortable with the sacred remnant you just stole from the temple? Sure. How much corruption are we getting? You each get three corruption. Oh, so what you'll do in the center here, your corruption tracker, just write three. These values are tracked temporarily. Give me another one. I'll take three more. (laughs) (laughs) These are tracked temporarily throughout the game session to see how... I'll take three. I'll take them all. To see how your choices, your exposure to corruption, your exposure to red death, the use of magic, and so such will impact your character psyche. This game will be a little bit less about morality, a little bit more about withstanding literally the death is at the threshold of the death is at everybody. The red death is at everybody's threshold, and other things too. But we won't get too deep in that. But corruption is a temporary value you will track, and at the end of the game session, we'll determine whether you move toward your order alignment or your chaos alignment. And as we play more and more, you'll be pulled both ways. If you reach either end of the track, something happens. So everybody underneath where it says fate points, I want you to write the word ensconced. Oh God, spell that. E-N-S-C-O-N-C-E-D. You know what a sconce is, right? So you place a torch in, okay. right? This is what a torch goes into, and that torch burns bright until it burns out. Your sacred remnants are ensconced to only you. If you choose to ensconce more sacred remnants, if you find more, you can choose to do so. But it will ha- you will have to undergo a short ceremony with somebody who uses the incantation test, or uses incantation, and you gain a permanent chaos rank. Unless you wait till intermediate tier, then you can ensconce up to two sacred remnants, and advanced, you can ensconce up to three. But you can always ensconce more than what you're limited by. You just suffer because of it. So if they're not ensconced, you don't get the benefit of the thing? Correct. Okay. Yep. So, with all that said, we kind of have our foundation lane. We actually need to turn back to the temple where you're at right now.
just finished the ensconcement ceremony with Pipistrella. You're deep inside the temple, below in the crypts. A guttering lantern softly illuminates this chamber of the devout, this heresy you've committed. You have a lantern. Who will take it? No, I can't. So from now on, we're going to track a lantern with this red card. It's pink. Yes, pink, hot pink. Anybody else have any sort of sense, source of light on their character sheet under trappings? I do. I got a lamp. No. Anyone else want to use it? Uh, Sorry, you have a lamp? Yeah, it's a tiny little light. Okay. If you are using your light, I would like for you to put the card, slide it in front of you, so we know who always has a light lit. Anybody else have a source of light? Torches, anything like that? Candles? Is that good uh, just put it, if you see that right in front of your right in front of your character right here, just go boop, like that. Oh. That's our, vi- yep, there you go. We know who yeah. has light. This little light of mine. <laughs> you've taken what you've come here for. You must make your way back to the boat. Back to Bastion. This is where our story begins. With the calling of the Horn of the Brass Paladin. Somewhere within the temple you hear this horn. It sounds like a shofar. You can hear this in the hallways up above. You've been discovered. What are you going to do? We should leave. should run. Look around the area, see if there's a, uh, a way out of the basement other than the way we came in. When you first came into this Riverside Covenant Temple, it's almost like you entered into this like weird, euphoric, dreamlike world. There is the air was heavily perfumed. There was this lingering greenish smoke in the air that you suspect whoever was the brass paladins people who were still within here perhaps use it to take journeys to other worlds unfortunately the effects have worn off on all of you which explains why you don't remember your way out of this place that's that's our plot, that's our narrative device but your characters don't remember how to get out you just remember here what do you all want to do? Let's give some of our bearings. Let's look, look around. You have the light. I will follow you. I'll start searching. The lamp kind of passes this way and that, and the light is... It's its flickering because the, the oil is low. It's sloshing at the bottom of the lantern. Across the way, you can see these heavy crates, these boxes, other things of storage that are covered in thick layers of dust in cobwebs spanning between it, between them. There are a total of five stone sepulchers arranged in different corners of this very small chamber. Small in the sense that like the, 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 the ceiling is low. Um, you imagine that perhaps they built the Covenant Temple around 
this crypt. That they that they that they literally buried these five whoever they were. They built the sepulchres and buried whoever's inside here and built the chapel on top of it. Um, none of only almost none of these crypts have been over have, these sepulchres have been opened save for the one where you took the sacred remnants the sacred remnants that the brass paladin once was the keeper of in life at least that's all you see in here save for a set of stone steps that kind of turn their way upward in the, in the far corner of the chamber pointed the steps that's it alright um Pipistrella will kind of step in front, like she uh, like hesitates at first, and then uh, starts uh, going forward. Well, uh, I, I say one second. Anybody want to use this? I'll, I'll take the egg and I'll crack it along my my Zweihander. Okay. And she says, "Well, I'll hold does, it if you need me to." Does it? show does it have light oh yeah you can see it's like it's like pouring oil on on uh on cloth it just <laughs> begins to burn with its own light like a torch in both hands the diamond like it goes <laughs> kind of fastens together once again and you can see the edges scintillating in the in the light the light of the lantern so i'll put it in my rucksack and anybody i'll hold it for you if you need oh. i don't need it anymore <laughs> and I'll move towards the stairs. Okay. Um, well, you know. I don't think she noticed anything hollow. I think she said no secret Sorry. doors, no extra. Mm-hmm. It's all solid. Mm-hmm. The flagstone is old. It's clear that this people have trapped up and down these stairs for God knows how many decades. This place has been here forever. It predates even your father's your father's father's birth. So it's a very it old temple. Possibly be a Siobhan crypt. It is not. It is a covenant. It's clearly a covenant crypt because you recall seeing when you before you descended down into the crypt, you recall seeing the graven images of what are traditionally the three most common gods of the covenant. The learner, who is a wizen-looking man with a he wears like the he wears a um, graduation cap and a long, flowing robe and a book. He's he was hewn of stone. You saw the martyr, who is a skull-faced woman, or sorry, she it's a woman with a crown of thorns who holds a baby with a skull face, um, and she's weeping, which apparently is blood. Um, and then the steward, who is her companion. A, a man with a large iron fist and a hammer at his waist. You recall seeing those images inside the temple above. Those stood out. <clears throat> we only got one way. Let's go. Up. You softly pad your way up the stairs. And you come to a very, very narrow hallway as you come to what you suspect is perhaps the ground floor. As you all pause, you can feel a chill wind coming through a shattered stained glass window at your right. And the hallway continues further down. 
as it passes between many shattered stained glass windows that are about 10 feet above where you stand. The chamber is, this hallway is vaulted very high, like maybe 15, 20 feet. The chapel must be huge. Your footsteps will be heard, without doubt. They will echo everywhere you go. Unless you decide to take care and sneak your way through. Pipistrella will hit R3 and crouch down. (laughs) (laughs) You'll put the box on like Mel Gear. So everyone, that's right. Everybody needs to make an easy stealth test. So Adam, if you would, please help Paige. I don't know what that means. All right, so first off, we'll find stealth. It's in alphabetical order. And do you have a dot next to stealth? Yes. Okay, so... Dot stands for 10%, so stealth is agility. Okay. So you're going to add 10% to your agility. 57. Okay, so then you said easy, that's going to add another 20. 77. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't um, math or read. Yeah, that's okay. So okay. then you'll take these two and roll, roll them, and you want to either get 77 or below. Oh, interesting. Oh! You totally got it. Nice. So, oh, that's good? Yes. Yeah, if it's if it's if it's less if it's equal to or less than, it's a success. Okay. If it's above, it's a failure. Success. Anybody fail? No. No. Nice. All right. Uh, you all begin to move down this hallway, and as you look outside, you can you can see the the wind is kind of passing through these shattered stained glass windows as you're kind of walking through and there's a little bit of light outside um you suspect it may be coming from standing torches beyond the out in the courtyard of this place um as you're all walking very very carefully and cautiously um the hallway takes a, a, a quick turn to the left and then terminates at a single steeple door and there around the threshold uh is these old graven images of sheaves of wheat, trees, animals, birds, like it's being carved of stone, it's very immaculate and very, very old. There's mo- there's kind of mosses grown between the stone. You suspect that the outside elements have contaminated this place over time. That this place is likely not lived within. By the living at least. This heavy wooden door is shut. Should, um, I, should I try the handle? Mm-mm. So, um, just see that. A spell of sense. I looked. I looked. I looked through the keyhole. If there is a keyhole or the crack of the door. Yeah. So it's clearly heavy wood, and you kind of like stop down and focus. I looked through the keyhole, and you could see like motes of dust on the other side until your eye begins to come into focus. Make a challenging awareness test to look through. Okay, so you'll find awareness on your list. And then what status next to that? Uh, perception. Okay, and no dot means no 10%. Right. Um, so that's a 50. Mm-hmm. And then what was the difficulty rating again? Challenging. So you subtract 10 from that, so that's... 40. Mm-hmm. You're 40% or below. 40. 
68. I failed. So that's a fail. So what you can choose to do if you want, you could use a fortune point to re-roll. But if you use that fortune point, it comes to me. And then I use it. Nope. Okay. Uh, it's kind of hard to see anything clearly through this keyhole. Just motes of dust. But there's clearly light from beyond there. Low light, but like candlelight perhaps. All around this door, by the way, in this hallway, there's shattered bits of well, crates, barrels, remnants of whoever ransacked this place during the Red Death. Or whoever proceeded to roll through here in Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, after looking through the keyhole, Pipistrella looks to you and she goes, it's hard to say, isn't it? And uh, she, she's... you picked up that out of all of them she seems to be the one that always has something to say always the spell said turns to a lot of you and it's tortures you know I'm should we just try the door you can listen through it, the keyhole, I guess. Mm. Uh, sure. I'm sick of waiting. Let's just go. Oh. <laughs> Toma is a little impatient. Ooh, after you. Oh. All right. You stop for a moment and slowly... <laughs> the door slides open groaning, stressing against all of the rust and buildup that has that has kind of accumulated on the hinges on the inside, busting open. We obviously like, didn't come this way. Yeah, you don't <laughs> think so. Um, and it opens into this massive cathedral, this huge, like, cylindrical room that is filled with these tall, soaring pillars that rise to the air, and they look like ragged-looking arms reaching up toward a dome. And as you look toward the dome, it's broken, shattered in the middle of this huge temple, and all you can see is the midnight sky above and the small drops of rain falling on your head. You know that it's almost the season of midden. Bedden is when the ash falls from the sky like snow. The season is almost here. The world of Galeon is very different than the East. The Eastern Kingdoms. How do you spell Midden? M-I-D-D-E-N. But you can taste it in the rain. You can taste the ash in the rain. Midden will be here soon. Midden is coming. Are there... Say that again. So, are there there are windows, or the the windows on the top only, and it's just walls? Well, in here, there 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 it appears to be this massive, like I said, it's this massive kind of cylindrical room, huge. I mean, you could toss a stone and barely hit the other side of the wall. Uh, kind of arranged in the center of this room are those pillar shaped like arms reaching toward the sky, but some of them have toppled over because the dome is has broken, fallen inward. Um, Along the back side of this room, there are similar um, stained glass windows that have been broken. Uh, defenestration, you would imagine, because you see actually 
stabbed through one of the pieces of glass where somebody tried to scramble and leave out of this place. God knows how long ago, because there's a ladder, there's a series of bookcases leaning against the back of the wall. You see this person who is just literally impaled on the stained glass. And not only that, the boots have fallen off, the skin has rotted off, and it's just bone and thin skin. This person died trying to escape this place. Somebody else trying to get away from the paladin. That doesn't bode very well for us. The lantern, the lantern's light kind of makes it a little tricky to see in here with these pillars and shattered bits of the dome. The shadows are long. All manner of hidden corners and secrets to be found in here. You cannot simply see the the interior of the room as your lantern passes by the pillars. The pillars shift along the wall as the light moves. Yeah. I guess I have this. Of course you'd think. You'd think, though, that they would take that body off. I mean, it's been there forever. And she's like... Who is they? Fidgeting with... People up there who blew the horns. I mean, I think they're coming to get us, are they not? <laughs> well, is there let's any just not let that happen. Is there any way out of that exact route? Well, it would be perilous indeed. Okay. Um, and there's no telling how where where that actually exits out to. It could be an edge of a cliff near the river. It could be into an open yard. But as you look around, you see along you as you kind of like your your lantern passes, you see a massive set of double doors that actually led into this place, almost along the same wall where you're at. Um, Spilson's gonna go and look out the window. You want to climb up the uh, the, the bookshelf? Uh, you begin to clamor up, and there's no real risk, so I'm not going to make you roll a test. The only time okay. you make tests is when there's something risky to be had. Okay. Um, you can, as you climb up, you can see that this corpse actually is wearing tarnished brass armor. Uh, it's been teaked kind of green, greenish, bluish rather. Um, and as you kind of come to the top, where you can see where the the bottom of the of the, of the stained glass is just penetrated this this person through the gut um, as you look out the other half of the body has rotted off the 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 spinal the spinal the spine what am I thinking? Spine, the spine the spinal cord yeah it's and it's collapsed downward parallel perilously all the way down this long cliff and you can see you can hear this roaring of water outside and you can see mist kind of coming up from down below spills and then it this 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 it, it, it wherever this person was intending to go would have ended up probably dead down below down on the edge of the, of the cliff everything is obscured what about the rest of you what are you all doing is that spell since doing this i'm gonna check out the door okay the double doors yep okay um real hard awareness test hard yeah 41% chance. 49 does not do it. Okay. You come up to the doors, and the doors are are, are fastened shut. Um, or not, sorry, they're not fastened shut. They're barely open, I should say. Um, and you, 
you got the, the you get the Zvani hindrance cast light just like a torch, right? Right. right? The the flame the flamberge egg. I'm very proud of myself for that one, um, if you can't tell. Uh, but you've got the sword in hand; it's burning, and, and it's, it's got this light. And you can you can't. There's no heat coming off of it. In fact, none of you feel any heat coming from the weapon. It almost looks ephemeral, like it's not really there. But when you put it toward cloth or toward cobwebs, it centerates. So you've got this near the door, and as you come toward the door, you don't even notice directly behind you this figure standing with their back to you facing the pillar not only that you see another figure like that facing the next pillar and a third figure facing the other pillar in this semicircular fashion around the center of this huge worship chamber and as you kind of look at what they are. Imagine, if you will, the anatomical drawings you see of muscles, like Albert Durer. Like, these things have no flesh. It's been stripped away along with their humanity. The smell of, of something, the smell of lilacs lingers in the air as you behold one of the damned. They do not move. They continue to face the pillars. But beholding the damned for the first time as you are now in the game, you need to make a challenging result test. We can all see this, right? What's that? We can all see this. 44%. Well, where he's at. Okay, Okay. so you steal yourself, and you're not shaken, which is good. Um, But without a doubt, um, this is one of the damned. And you know that the damned kind of are ever-present in Galeone. Um, That's all I'll say for now, though. And they appear to be perhaps in worship of these strange pillars. So as Pilsen's up on the ladder, mm-hmm. am, is she able to look down and see these? Like it, yeah, as you kind of look down, you see the crowns, the crowned heads of these of these other of these other of the other damned, and they are standing at the other seven pillars. There's seven of them total in here, and they have not budged or moved. They're just simply facing the strange, wretched armed pillars that reach toward the sky. Okay, so I, I like they're reaching I, toward grace. I suppose it tries to make, like, get their attention. As a silent character, it's really hard to get their attention from yeah. where you're at. Send the bird. <laughs> oh yeah, I do have the bird. I'm gonna take the bird. He's right there, and I'm gonna be like, and I'm gonna send the bird over, and the bird's gonna say. Guys, there's some damned in here. Watch your back. Look by the pillars. Would I know what that is? Like, oh yes, I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah, they're the damned are ones who were who were not given the grace of death. They're the ones trapped between here and the well of souls. Okay, I didn't know how fresh from um, Aglodora was. So okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. 
In Aglador, they're called Hermasti, but here they're called the Damned. So, do we know what her last name is? No. Okay. Because that's the last name that's hated here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it is. It's very hated. Okay, you know, just... (laughs) Um, I suppose it's kind of like looking, trying to make sure everyone notices, but I'm going to peek on the dead body and see if there's anything cool, and then I'm going to come down the ladder. Uh, they don't seem to have been carrying a purse. It's clear that this person was a soldier. The only thing you really see is this kind of yellow faded tabard. Remnants of the tabard, at least. What's a tabard? A tabard is what you would, would be the colored standard that whoever the soldier pledged fealty to would wear over their armor oh, I to see. identify one another in the battlefield. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Can I take it? Yeah. I'm going to take it. Yeah, right down the yellow tavern. You see her pull down the tavern and I will say... In my tra- put it in my trappings? Yeah. Damn you, Nick. Damn you. Your uh, please hand this to Adam. But do not read it. Try to do it quietly. So, yeah, um... What did you... Have you come down yet? Uh, let's actually shift back for a moment to Clovis and Toma. Clovis, you were at the door, and you've obviously seen these the damned. Like, they're standing toward the, the pillars. What, what are the two you want to do? So, there was the body below, uh, or the, the body that uh, Espilson, Espilson was looking at. Mm-hmm. And he said it had, like, split in half or something like that. On the out exterior we of the, that, right? the, the exterior of the building, oh, the, we- okay. the weather it. in time has taken it. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I saw it, but where I it was severed on the on the. You imagine like somebody laying outside of a window. Mm-hmm. They defend through defend. They died through defenestration, and the other half of the body fell out outside. You wouldn't oh, know this. Okay. It was like a bomb yeah. pop in the summer. <laughs> and the, the the skeleton it just came off the the spine just yeah mm, okay yeah. I Pretty thought the other half had fallen off into no the other our side okay um well I'm just gonna stay in the light um I don't wanna venture out into the middle where it's dark and I can't see anything so um I'm gonna go I'm gonna say <laughs> trying to wave at everybody leave. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to even talk anymore. I'm, you're going to slip through the double doors? If it's possible. You can squeeze through. Yeah, I'll, But I'll I'm, follow, I'm waiting for everybody to come. I'll follow like, Clovis. Spills it comes down. Because I noticed it too. Yeah. I let them know. You kind of, you're trying to squeeze through the door and you realize it's going to be a little difficult to do. Unless you press the door. You can either try to squeeze through or you can push the door open. Uh, can anybody can anybody squeeze through? I'm small. The answer I, I'm is no. Short, okay. But, yeah. It's very, very narrow between the two doors. So you can try to squeeze through. Anyone can try to squeeze through, or you can simply push the door open. I'm going to turn back around and let somebody else make that decision, and I'm going to watch these things. Okay. Yeah, they just kind of, they're kind of, their backs are turning you. They're just kind of doing and I'm this. Gonna do this. Stare they're, at them. So they're like, like, this is the weird pillar, right? And they're just like, this? Yeah, they're facing the pillar. Yeah. Just like looking at it. Yeah, and you can see just the, the 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 the, the mottled 
brown and white sinew of muscle. Like their skin have been stripped away. I want to poke one, but I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna. And they smell of lilac. I'm gonna go up to the door and open it. Okay. You lean into the door. It doesn't easily open. Go ahead and make a uh, make an athletics test. This test is trivial. Help me out here, Pipistrella. And she she comes forward and like kind of daintily puts her, her <laughs> hands against it. You said it was trivial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's very uh, Alexis Rose. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was yes. a little bit of Alexis. That was a brawn, or I'm sorry, a uh, athletics. athletics. Okay, I did not get it. Okay. I rolled a 92. 92. Well, yeah. it's a fail forward test, so it's still open. However, you do strain yourself. Okay. Um, as you suffer ten physical peril. Okay. So peril is not damage; it's anything that is not damage. So it's like physical strain, anxiety, mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion. Okay. And that impacts your use of skills. I mean, it looked like a heavy door, but you're not quite sure why it was. As, as Toma pushes the door open, you hear this Father, forgive me! Coming from one of the from from one of the damned as they all begin to slowly kind of amble about turning. Oh no. As the door groans, and as the door groans, you hear this. You hear this kind of sound. Of something on the other side, um, like the scraping of metal against stone, or the clattering of brass plates against one another. Like there's someone or something on the other side, and the voices from the Dan begin chanting words, like the the last words that they said before they died. You know, Mother, forgive me. I'm coming for you. Don't forget about me. Um, they begin to speak these words in these kind of like this broken, disjointed all. And your hair immediately raises on in at this point um, as they kind of turn toward you and their eyes are hollow. There's nothing there. Um, their larynx has completely rotted out. Their jaws have fallen off. Um, there's just these broken bits of teeth from the bone that protrudes from the musculature. And they begin to quickly swarm you. Seven of them. I, I put my back against the wall and get ready. Okay. I, I want nothing at my back. So I'm so plastered. Uh, so put the damned up there. Uh, and I got a guard. Yeah, <laughs> I got a fourteen. The dang it! The dang it! The dang it! The dang it! I've done lost my jaw. And you got a fourteen. Yep. Some buck. Alright, Toma, you're gonna save us. <laughs> Maybe. Do you have the sheet with um, actions in combat? No, the sheet Which with um, come in handy. Siabra. Mm-hmm. This is not in my drawer anymore. I do. Need stats. Yeah. What is two-handed? Punishing reach. D 
Do you need the abilities for them? Or just the main sheet? Abilities too, because I'm going to... Oh, okay. I'm going to do it eight times. It takes a while to process. So, no more attention there. Parry, dodge. So, combat begins. None of you have fought the damn before. Here's your actions in combat. Things that you can do. We'll talk about what that all means if you actually get into the midst of a fight. But for now, we must first begin with Toma. Toma. Freezing theater of mind. I didn't create any I didn't create any terrain for us, although I was going to just not have enough time, but um, you push the door open. What do you want to do? So we're all surrounded, so we, I need to we need to cut our way so everyone should get out of there without getting hurt. So um, yeah, the the dams basically separate you and Toma from Pipistrella and uh, Apelicet. Okay, so I want to cut a path <coughs> so everyone can get to the door. So I'm going beginning of my turn. I'm going to take. I'm going to draw my Gravedigger spade, and uh, the spade is heavy and slow as you tunk, you drop it to the ground. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move in and take a whack at one. Okay, so you will hustle forward for one action point. Mm -hmm. and, and since it does have reach, I'll stay uh, a yard away as I strike. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a standard test. Okay. And this is. Melee. 51% chance to succeed. And that is a success. What's your special quality? Um, oh, used against foes fat classified as supernatural, it's treated as a swine-hander. Um, I'm going to spend a fortune point to turn this one into a six. Okay. There's another six, that's 12. Nice. And another six, that's 18. Whoa! <laughs> 19 plus my combat is five, so that's 24 damage. Well, you see you see Toma pick up the Gravedigger's shovel, the thing that he came here for, and its edge almost catches the light. Imagine like some sort of like evil dead, like camera zooms in and Wang! It slices through one of the damned and almost he, almost cuts them clean in half as it kind of clunk, like unnaturally so, nice. as the thing falls to the ground, slain as one is instantly brought to heal. You have one action point left. What do you want to do, Toma? I'll bank it. Okay. The damned, as you can imagine, immediately begin to swarm as they kind of amble together, moving forward mindlessly, repeating the same words. Uh, Forgive me, Marjorie! The one, one of them says as he, it begins to come toward you. Three of them immediately swarm you, Toma. The first one critically fails. The second one fails. The third one. I'll re-roll out. Here's a fortune. <laughs> it's like the third one fails. Yeah. The third one hits. So, 
the three of these, three of the damned, like immediately swarm on Tamal. One of them grabs a hold of, grabs a hold of, of you, and you can attempt to escape its grasp. Okay. Uh, as it's going to try a choke hold, uh, so you need to resist with either a uh, a coordination or sorry, with a toughness test. My apologies. Toughness. Okay. Yep. What's the difficulty? Uh, routine. 57% chance to succeed. Uh, I'll re-roll it. Okay, take the coin back. All right. Let's move it quick. That's a success. Nice. You managed to somehow escape as its hands are reaching into Forgive me, Father, forgive me. The voice is coming from this broken lair, so there's no mouth to see. It's just kind of this... You can even see the wind coming out of its throat. As it's speaking, its eyes are gone. They've been eaten by crows. <laughs> uh, and then three of them swarm on top of you. Okay. Um, the two of you are here because they are separated from you by the swarm. Um, fortunately, one has already been slain, but the other three immediately kind of come up on Clovis. One of them reaches out with its fingers trying to tear your clothing and pull at your... You're wearing brigandine, aren't you? Yeah, it's trying to pull, and you're kind of wrestling away as one of them's got their fingers caught into the ring, ringlets of the armor, and you twist out. The next one is completely ineffective as you simply kick it backwards with your boot. And the third gets a hold of you, unfortunately, grabbing onto your arm and begins to kind of pull at the gorget around your neck. Uh, you can attempt to resist with a toughness test. This is standard. Gorget. Gorget and Galleon is French. Uh, <laughs> en français. It's a failure. Oh, roll. Yeah, please. Okay. Success. Okay, you managed to, to you, you kind of pulled off of your, really, you bat it away with the burning sword, but it does nothing. So, real quick, uh, uh, real quick point of clarification. Remember, immolate does not cause fire damage unless you inflict an injury. If you inflict an injury, they're immediately caught on fire. Okay. Yep. Okay. So whenever you I thought like, it was an extra D. Yeah. No, no. So that's, going to do it. But. No. So what happens is with immolate, like when you strike something, if you if you move them down the, the damage condition track far enough to suffer, and you roll your six sided to suffer an injury, they immediately catch on fire. That's three. So they don't have to roll the six to actually roll the six, or do they? They do. Okay. Yeah, you still do. So, um, so they so, get the injury and they're on fire. There's no injury; they're just on fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be unnecessary because <laughs> um, they're suffering three d ten plus three damage every minute, <laughs> every turn, um, on their turn at least. Okay, so the damned are gone. One of them falls before you, creating an opening for only one of you to get through the throng to your friends because the dam separates you from them. But there's room for just one of you to slide through if you wish to do so. But actually, it's Clovis's turn. Unless Clovis takes one down. What do you want to do? <laughs> I'm, uh, I've got my sword in hand, so right. I'm going to hit it. Alright. Uh, it's going to be a, or it's a... It's engaged unless you want to maneuver backward. No. Okay. Alright, you take you, you double hand the sword and kind of push your weight a bit to get a good swing and you hear this kind of metallic <gasps> the sound of this massive bladed iron sword swinging through the air. Go ahead and roll. It's a standard test. That's an 18. So nice. Success. And I will use another uh, another action to add punishing to it. Oh yeah. That's right. So, as can be uh, uh, 
five, ten, uh, eleven points. Eleven points? Okay. Uh, well, uh, that blow rendered it moderately wounded throw, so roll 1d6 chaos die. No injuries. Okay. You always spend a coin to do that. Sure. You want to spend a coin? What do you guys think? No, they haven't even rolled yet. I feel bad. Sure. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I, I used to. You should do whatever you think is right. Catch it on fire. Okay. <laughs> As the blade bites into the skin, poof, it goes up in this burning, wreathing wreath of green flame. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, 3d10 and add three points. Twenty-five, twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is kind of sweet, is kind of lunging back and forth. Marjorie, Marjorie, forgive Marjorie, forgive. <laughs> and it falls to the ground. <laughs> it's immolated. It's burning and green, and green, but it's burning endlessly. Um. Anything else you want to do? You have one action point left. Uh, how close is the one that he killed near me? Uh, right beside you. I'm gonna light it on fire, too. Okay. You simply drop the blade into the thing's chest and begins to, Just to be burn in sure. green flame. I don't know. Flame, break its head, or spread chicken blood on it. I can't remember which one it is. Pepistrella, what will you do? Uh... I got no chicken blood. So, she's gonna uh, just start saying, you know, Kastanian, I don't know why you did take them. I don't know if it was someone else who kept them from you, but please take them now. And, uh... We're sending them. She's gonna, um, like, take some grave dirt out of her pocket and, like, throw it over her head. And uh, when she says now, she's going to hold her, her hand out, and she's going to try and cast Custodian's Dying Breath okay. on, on them. Um, so Go ahead and roll. Uh, you're not engaged. Uh, what's the distance? Uh, it is a cone from me. Okay. So all of them. Yeah. The grave dirt is thrown in the air. Uh, go ahead and make a standard incantation test. Okay. Uh, she did say something along the lines of, I don't know if someone else uh, uh, kept them from you, as she was kind of like pleading to anything, and yeah. she's going to channel for one step. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the lantern flickers a little bit. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and roll. Uh, it's now routine for you. Okay. Since you channeled. Routine incantation... 76. And a 75 will do it. Okay. So, <laughs> what is the effect? Uh, the effect is that um, any allies and enemies, unfortunately, um, need to resist with uh, uh, coordination or they're pushed away eight yards. Oh, How do I do yikes. That? You don't have to because you're on the other side. Okay. However, the two of you need to make... Uh, uh, challenging coordination tests. It's, it's very obvious that Pipistrella, even though my voice wasn't, she is pretty scared right now and not not thinking very clearly. Nope. Okay. Well, both of you are thrown into the door. 
Uh, you're not. Fortunately, you're at the door, so you don't move too much further. <laughs> just a few yards, but the distance you had before is now gone, as the remainder of the damned are now all on top of you. Uh, the two, the, the four that, sorry, the the um, one, two, three, four, five that remain. Sorry, I tried to push him away. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of against the wall, just watching us. Uh, Pipistrella, anything else you wish to do? Yeah, so that was two action points. Uh, she's gonna, uh, like, not really thinking about it, going, oh, oh, uh, like, take out this shepherd sling. Okay. Uh, as it'll take her one action point just to arm it. <laughs> okay, so, Espelison, it's your first combat page. It's you're at the bottom of the initiative ladder, and whenever combat begins, you begin with three action points. So those action points are for you to use with however you wish to do so. Okay. Um, there are a series of actions that you can take. Now keep in mind, you can't cast two spells, you can't attack twice, you can't use two perilous stunts, but you okay. can mix and match all those things together. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to envision this. I'm up against the wall, they're over there with a bunch of damned, like basically they're all kind of in a pile. Yeah, they're all the kind wall. of, they're all kind of like, really like, nose to nose together um, as you and Pipistrella are on the other side of this chamber. Okay. But that's where the door is. How far away are they uh, distance-wise? Eight yards. Eight yards. So if you want, as an example, if you wanted to hustle, you would look right. at your movement yeah, and you get a movement of seven, so you can move to seven yards, but you can hustle twice. I can? You can. You hustle three times. It costs three action points. Every time you hustle, it's one AP. Okay, so I could I could technically hustle twice and then take an action. So, uh... Also, charge. Uh, yeah, it depends on what she's wanting to do. Well, so I also have my Mask of Fear uh-huh. that I kind of want to put on. Okay, so... Am I able to just... and just get myself in, in the mode? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, and then all I have is a staff, so I basically want to... I want to get my Mask of Fear on... And I want to get over to them. And I want to try to start taking the dam down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, can I give her some advice? Yeah, on please that? do so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there is something that you can do that will help you with this if you're if you're like at least three yards away, and you can say, "I'm going to charge at them." Okay. And that would cost two AP. Okay. And you you move twice your movement, so that's fourteen. That's enough for you. Okay. And then is is putting my mask on a action? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then, when you when you charge, uh, you'll get some bonuses. If you hit, you'll get to add one d six extra damage on top of that. Okay. So that's usually a good idea to do. Okay. So I wanna I wanna charge. Okay. And then do a melee attack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it is going to be a standard, simple melee test. Standard simple melee. Oh, sorry. Routine simple melee. My apologies. You charged. Yeah. yeah. Simple melee. Okay, so simple melee. So I have 10. And they're back from What's that? 55, Are they considered? Are we all considered uh, prone at this point? No. After the spell? Okay. No. It would state that if. Yeah. 57. As a. It's, I made. I got it. You got it? Great. Yeah. Okay, so roll damage. So what you'll do uh, with a staff, if you look at your stats over here. It one, says 1d6 one plus BB, so bronze bonus. So because you charged, roll 2d6 and add your BB instead. 
9, 10, 11, 12. Nice. Uh, one of the damned is now moderately wounded. Roll 1d6. We're going to see Moderate. if it suffers an injury. Big Suffer! Six. Two. No. If you rolled a six, it would suffer an injury. Did I just go... No, that's actually pretty nothing. decent. I mean, if you look at your damage yeah. condition track... So, it went past lightly to moderately, so you moved down two steps. Oh! Yeah. Damage to other things. That's, no, that's same. yours. Yeah, that's it's the same for this them. This is your own, but this is what you did to that one. Right, yeah. Okay. I got All damage oh. works the same on the same scale. Yeah. I see. Enemies, so this is for me, but yes. I did that. Monsters. Yeah. And you will, and, and mm-hmm. like indeed, you know, some people don't tell you where how much hit points they have left. In this, you always know, you always know, meta mechanically as a character and as a player, where they're out in the damage condition track most of the time. If I choose to let you know, I'm letting you know now because I'm assuming that you can see their musculature, you can see kind of how hurt they are. Right. Um, you just whacked an arm off. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh well, no, these things are not. These things are not rotting in that sense. They are very much like. Well, I feel like I just put my staff fleshy. into some of the muscle groups and just yeah. ripped the muscle in half. Yeah. Like with the strands and just yeah. kind of went. Sinewy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's three actual points of spell ascent. So your turn is over. Finished. So we move now to Toma. Toma. All right. Um. So. I'm sorry. I'm surrounded, so I may as well just keep whacking away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I will continue to attack. You are dangerously close to your friend with dangerous. two Y-handers in hand. Okay, so I will maneuver out of the engagement. Okay, it's two action points. So when you maneuver out of an engagement, it allows you to avoid opportunity attacks. And then I because will... if you simply move, if you're engaged with an enemy, and you simply move hustle away. They're gonna whack. They're gonna get a free attack against you. But because he maneuvered, uh, maneuver by the way allows you to move up to three yards now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I'll maneuver. Getting out of engagement. So. One yard out of the engagement and then attack. Okay. <laughs> you swing the the gravedigger sword. It's going to be um, standard oh, yeah. again. All right. So standard. Um, Still getting used to this character. By the way, I use monster pools now 61. for all thresholds. Works brilliantly. And that is pretty a good. Success. Pretty good for a high number. Real damage. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, you don't have an extra action. It's punishing, so you can. All right, so that is nine damage. And then it's powerful, right? Does that? You have to use yep. an extra action to push away. Punishing no. the extra. Powerful, you don't use an additional action. Powerful, if you choose to do so, you can push them further back. The problem is they can't go any further back. Okay. Uh, it's they punishing are. reach and slow. Punishing means you can have the extra uh, 1d6. Yeah, add, but spend one to, action point, add additional 1d6. Okay, I don't have you to have to action for it. So, yeah, uh, my turn's over. Okay. How much did you do? I did 9 damage. Seriously wounded. Roll 2d6 to see if it's injured. 3 and 3. Okay. Son of a... It adds up to six. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, using the, the the creature pool for all thresholds allows, as opposed to having to track individual baddies, it allows you just to track everything to the same pools across a matrix. It's super easy. It makes things more exciting for everyone because you actually feel like you're doing something. Um, total aside. Regardless, uh, Tomah, your turn's over. The dams, it's their turn now. Um, so the one that you just whacked that is currently seriously wounded... Um, is still somehow alive, and um, 
you hear this, Father, I'm coming! Ah! As it begins to scream, and I spend a fortune point uh, to provoke its its alive ability. <laughs> um, everybody must withstand her by making a challenging resolve test. Even if we already did that once? Yes. Okay. Just make nice. sure, because uh, nobody else had to do that earlier. Yeah, this is a different what, thing. What dice do I do? Nice. Uh, so it... It's challenging your percentile. Oh. Challenging results. Somewhere around here. Pearl of the night. Plus 10. 52. 62. They're challenging the opposite way. It's challenging because it's harder. So. You made it. You made it. Don't worry. I would have been. It actually was 42. I put little. I put put my numbers next to it. Oh, here's one. It just helps me and I don't have to think. Yeah, I don't math well, so... I, it, that way you don't have to look over here and keep going over. I did. Oh! Okay. Um, those who fail... God, I'm, I'm rolling rocks tonight, as I say. Um, sorry. You Old all person suffer, or new person? You all suffer nine Zero. mental peril? Not Ooh. a spell said. Those who failed suffer nine mental peril, and you're stressed out by this situation as you also gain three corruption, the two of them. Because they fail to resist that creature screaming its death rattle. Um, after it does that, the thing begins to come toward you. Three of them immediately like ready to cling on top of Toma. That's right. So you may swing your hold on. Pause. Make a free attack. Swing your burning weapon toward them as they begin to come forward. That is a critical success. Nice. Uh, you don't have to roll anything else. Okay. Wang! One of them just immediately falls to the ground, slain. And, and fire. And bur it's burning on fire. Now roll damage. Oh, that's a six. Nice. Okay, an 11 plus six. Uh, 17. 17. Wow. The next one is moderately wounded. One burns and the sword carries through the other as it is moderately wounded. So only two are now coming toward you. Okay. Um, come on. Right, I will take my opportunity to attack them. Okay. Is it my, wait, wait, wait. Was it my turn or yours, Tomah? Tomah just went. Oh, it's, sorry. it's yours, yeah, but they, right. they're moving they moved out of my range, so yeah. I took an opportunity to attack. That's right. But they're and now they're coming toward you. So two of them are coming toward you. So After they scream, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is charging, the other one is not. The one that charges forward uh, manages to grab a hold of you and begins to grab onto your neck as pulling your arms and your flesh, trying to put its fingers into your orifices and pull your ears, pull your nose, pull your eyes, pull your mouth, and you can feel the pain as it begins to try They're trying to literally get inside of you. <laughs> um, as do you want to attempt to uh, parry this? I don't have any AP. Oh, can I see fortune points? Yeah, I'll, I'll use an, I'll use a fortune point. Too. Okay. Okay. It's a uh, standard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At this point. <laughs> That's pretty scary. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh. Ah. Okay. You suffer nine damage. Nine is your, uh, your roll tonight, isn't it? <laughs> it was lightly wounded. Damn, lightly wounded? Okay. Okay. The other one is just making a normal attack. Um, 
as it too hits with an 18. You want to try to parry this? Nope. Okay. Uh, I get a six. Sixteen damage. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Okay. I'm seriously wounded. Ooh. Okay. Roll your dice to see if you suffer an injury. There's a one. And a two. Okay. That's good. Okay. So they're not all done. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's two. Um, How many are down now? Uh, well, two remain. Oh, it's just four total remaining. Okay. Um, so the other two are... are Coming toward you. I don't think they don't have to come towards me. Oh, that's right, you're engaged. Yeah, they're right. So the the damned are literally trying to quite literally become you as they're trying to get inside of your flesh to pick you to pieces and wear your skin as the thing begins to yeah to 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 fight viciously <laughs> um, as it makes a just a melee attack. Um, roll four. That hits. Do you want to try to parry? Uh, I don't have any. Ooh, okay. Uh, you suffer uh, ten damage. Um, the, one. the next one uh, tries to attack, and an eighty-eight is a critical failure. Anytime that you roll dice, page, if those, if you succeed in your dice match, like if you roll like a an eleven or a twenty-two or a thirty-three or forty-four, it's a critical success. If you roll the dice and it failed. In the dice match, the critical failure. Okay. Because it critically failed, you get an opportunity attack. Me or him? You get an opportunity okay. attack. So you get you. Thing. You get an opportunity attack. Are you used to percentile? That is not a really. failure. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, it does open itself up. Oh, Dan okay. opens itself up to an attack, but the sword just bites into the wood of the double okay. doors of the, of the temple. Um. Now their turn is over, and it's now Clovis. It's your turn now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that one. Okay. Yeah. Lunge your sword forward. It's standard. Okay. Those six hits. Yeah. And I will take the extra AP to, to for punishing. Nice. Okay. Uh, six and six, twelve. Twelve. Okay. Grievously wounded. Roll 3d6 cast dice to see if it suffers an injury. An injury. Flamey flames. Six. Yeah, there are no injuries for the damned. They simply collapse in a in wreathed in burning green flame as three of the damned remain. Anything else, Clovis? You spent two. I I actually did have an action point. I forgot. Last time I should could have parried, but I'm gonna bank that last one. Last action point hero. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. No, no. I am going to try to take down on the other one. Okay. So. Wait. You kick your leg out. It's either coordination or it's one uh, coordination or athletics. It's up to you. Coordination or athletics. It's exact same. So. Okay. Uh, so ah, that's a critical success. Nice. <laughs> so you, why <laughs> don't you take the dam down? This 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 uh, smaller one, maybe like four and a half feet tall, and the uh, the damned falls to the ground. So now we turn to Pipistrella. 
Uh, can, I, can I have at least have one of those back for my critical? What's that? No. Uh, Pipistrella is like still saying, I'm sorry, and she's like really confused, still kind of uh, fidgeting with her whipple as she'll take the sling and spin it around and um, take go for the easy target that's down on the ground. Do you want to try to avoid hitting your friends, too? Uh, I do. She doesn't know to do that. Okay. So, no. Okay, so um, it's going to be, God, it's gonna be a routine test. It's on the ground. <laughs> it's routine test. So you, <laughs> you sling the stone. Okay, it's a routine. These are 61. Nice. And that's a 30. That's a success. Nice. The stone goes, strikes the creature. Alright, so. Roll damage. It's on the ground. That initial okay. D6 yeah. chaos die. That's why I did it. There's a six. Oh, explosions galore tonight. And so that's nine plus uh, four is 13. Nice. Moderately wounded. Roll D6 chaos die. That's a five. All right. Um, and then she'll hustle forward. Okay. It. So the um, distance is now closed. You can't use ranged weapons. Yeah. Uh, so she's, uh, she's kind of just seeing what you're doing, and so she, uh, from behind it, just sticks her foot out and drags her foot back, trying to take this one to its stomach. Um, take the next one down? Yeah. Try to take down? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Coordination or, uh, coordination or athletics? Uh, coordination. Okay. Standard. Agility, so 47%. Uh, that won't work. 79 uh, unfortunately, you, yeah, you kick your leg out and try to pull this thing down the ground. You even use maybe your sling to like get some underneath of its leg and pull it down, but the, the 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 thing just fights against it. Like there's still weight and gravity and flesh and a husk, a husk of a person is still there, stripped, flayed of their skin, yeah. no clothing, just the the damned remnants of the people who did not fall to the red death, it trapped here. Very obvious. She has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> Anything else you want to do for this trail, Mr. John? Nope. Okay, Espilicent. 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 I can say Espilicent. It's Espilicent. There's an accent over the second eye, so we, yeah, can, we, we can have fun with that. Espilicent. Okay, what would you like to do? Okay, so I, I really identify with this uh, particular <laughs> stance right here, so I'm going to be in that position a lot. Um... Thank you. Thank you for correcting that. It's a smile. It's a smiley face. Um, so, so right now I'm looking at them. There's a dude on. There's a dude on the floor. Yeah. What? What? There's one's lying on the ground. Someone up against you still. Yeah. Yeah, but always go for the guy on the ground. That's the whole point of me knocking him down. Okay. Meta gaming here. Above board. Yeah, you do more damage to people who are on the ground. Okay. So, I'm. I'm gonna. How far from the dude on the ground am I? You are all engaged. Yeah, I'm you're all like okay, you're so on top of one another. I had just got you done. Can, you can feel his breath on the back of your neck. Like that's how close you all are. Cool. <laughs> Painting so, and breathing hard. I'm gonna where I came from. I'm gonna go back down into this squatting position with my staff, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna kind of hop up and just kind of come down with the staff into kind of the spine back part yeah, and try yeah. to like. Sure. Like, start ripping apart at his core. Okay. The melee attack? A melee attack. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a routine, simple melee test. Okay. 
simple math. Okay, so I'm still getting so 55, okay. 65. Oh, fail. Okay. There's. No failure though. Use that. Huh? Use that coin. Yeah. 65% chance? Use that coin. Okay, I'll use that coin. If you use the coin, you can re-roll to try again. Oh, shit. Do yeah, it. I'll use the coin. Okay. Ooh. Besides the fact that he has all the coins. So, like, so like I... Over, we get them back. I tri- as I jumped up, I kind of tripped because it's just a whole bunch of bodies everywhere. And my staff, like, landed next to his neck. And I'm like, shit. Sorry. And then, so, <laughs> I roll again, and I get... Oh, that's a crit success. Oh. Why Zero is it a critical one. success? Zero one. Uh, that's the one that doesn't match. That is a critical success. Cause Anytime you roll zero 100%. one, it's always a critical success. Anytime so you roll good. 100, it's always a critical failure, no matter right. what. Okay. It's the two opposites. So I, so I successfully get into his, like, yeah. this back so, so, portion. Yeah, so not, so not only do you roll 1d6 plus brawn bonus for damage, you add additional 1d6s on the ground. An additional 1d6 to the critical success. So 3d6 plus brown bonus nice. in damage. It's that's a ton a of damage. Baller. That's a lot of information for me to process. Just right roll now. them. And repetition will get it. Yep, repetition. <laughs> okay, so 8 plus is what brawn. I rolled plus the brawn. 12. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It is grievously yeah. wounded. So roll 3d6. If any land on a phase 6, something happens. So if it's on, if it lands on a six, yeah, pretty good chance, but not today. Not today. Uh, yeah, so one on the ground is grievously sick. wounded. Um, three is still there. Three, three, yeah. Anything else you wish to do? A spill set. Um, I'm just gonna kind of. I'm gonna. I'm in this crouch, and I'm gonna just kind of pop back up. My staff is gonna come out of his back, and I'm just gonna kind of pop off to the side. Sure. Yeah. Get ready uh, for the next. All right. Tomah Laurent, it's the third round. All right. What do you want to do? I'm going to try to take down first. Uh, okay. You Just come to toward the one that's nearest you. You grab the shovel when he's athletics or coordination. Uh, let's see here. This is the first time I've ever had one of these. And these are, I just ate one. Yep. Me too. Really I'll have three, by the way. <laughs> Please give me three. Hi-choose. By the way, Hi-choose, we're still taking sponsorships. Um, if you want to sponsor our show, you can. Better give him first, first experience with high choose. Sorry, routine. I think they're delicious. Uh, yeah, success. Nice. Okay, let's see if we can resist. There's a grape in there too, Daniel. Oh, I saw. Thank you. I rolled 28. So it succeeded the takedown, unfortunately. All right, I will attack him. So you have two left, and that's where. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm sorry. Attack. Okay. Yeah, it's a standard with the grave digger shovel. 51 now. Uh, that's a success. So Are you talking the one on the ground? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have Marshall Melee? Yes. Nice. Roll damage. Nine damage. Draw an additional, additional d6 because it's on the ground. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, 11 damage. And you're going to add one more for punishing. Because you are using it as a Zwei under. So yeah, you have actual point at you? Like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that then. Okay. What's the assist? Um, 15 damage. 15 damage? That's, that's there you stuff. go. Not only is you this one left to the slaughter, your grave digger's blade carries through the chest of this thing as you kind of scoop up. You manage to take the spade and whack! 
strike the cranium mm-hmm. in the next one as it's moderately wounded. Bonk. Roll these six. Uh, Chaos dies. See if he suffers an injury. That's a six. Nice. nice. Describe to us what happens as you as as, as it is now slain. Uh, so I was I was picking one up and bonking the other other. I guess I uh, their their heads like mashed together and it just their their brain boxes both <laughs> crunched open and then everything started leaking everywhere. So another another one of the damned falls, leaving only one alive, who has at this point is remains unharmed, but this child's wailings continue. Mommy! Mom! <laughs> Tell anything else you want to do? Uh, used all my, I've used all my AP. This one... It was, it was worth it. This remaining one is on Tomah like flies on shit. <laughs> it is screaming for its mother through its broken larynx. And you can hear this like faint childlike voice as this four foot tall of the damned, like these people who've been trapped between here and the Well of Souls is trying to reclaim its life through you. Just trying to let it clamor up you and get inside you. Pretty fucking grody. Um, I failed, but I'm going to re-roll that. Here's this. You've got a lot of opportunities to do Why not? So she's clamoring up on top of you. You're kind of batting the thing back. This wretched creature. Fifteen will do. Any action points? No, I do not have an action point. But I will use the action point that. To parry? Yeah, to parry that you just gave me. It's challenging. (laughs) All right. That's a critical success. Oh! Not only do you manage to get her off you, but you manage to throw her to the ground prone. As this wretched poor thing is lying on the ground, throttling, coming from its broken larynx. It's fucking gross. Um, uh, that's one action point. Uh, it proceeds to, at this point, like scream for its mother this high pitched wailing as you all hear this sound as I spend another fortune point. It's alive! As you all need to resist with a challenging resolve test. Or attempt to resist. Okay. What is that? Resolve is a skill. Resolve is your mental fortitude. So 62. 62. You failed again. And you're... Failing every single save tonight. Are you Adam tonight? Yeah, failed every single save tonight. 36. 38. Right? Yep. 38? Okay, so I succeeded. Nice. I really don't think you have. So, Resolve is basically your mental stores. Your ability to, like, withstand terror. That side of the table's good, this side of the table's bad. Oh, no. Okay, so, well, both of you will will suffer a whopping six mental peril. Shall I come over and caress your face? Uh, And you gain three corruption. As the as the your your fight with the damned will leave an indelible mark upon you, um, and for its last action point, it will camp up for one AP. And it comes back on its feet. Oh. Clovis, it's your turn. Well, damn it! I thought I was going to be able to hit this thing on the ground. They are not slow. Um, it, is, it is surrounded, though. It's surrounded. It is at this point. She, the remaining damned, is outnumbered. Outnumbered. 
When something is outnumbered, you automatically add an additional 1d6 to damage when you attack with a weapon. With a weapon, not magic, with weapons. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to hit it. Standard, okay, it's routine. I need to re-roll that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I got a high percentage chance. I rolled two 80s in a row. Oh, man. Oh, the sword boy. Whack, whack. Swings a little too high. She's a little shorter than you thought. No! What else you want to do, Clovis? I'm going to take out her feet. Okay. Uh, it's going to be uh, routine. Oh, wait, does it? Nice. Let's see if she resists. She's smaller than you. She resists with a 52. Mm. Okay. On the Try nose, it. by the way. So, I apologize. Um, so, she still stands on her feet. She's not taking down. Anything else you wish to do, Clovis? Nope. I have one AP just in case. Yikes. Okay. Wound ducks to Pipistrella. Okay, so towards the top portion of this dand, is there any hair, clothing, anything that could be grabbed? Uh, no hair, no flesh, no clothing remains upon its body, okay. having been stripped by the Red Death. Okay, then... Um, uh, Pipistrella will uh, try and uh, sweep towards the legs, trying again, even though it didn't work last time, just uh, mm-hmm. trying to uh, knock this thing over. Uh, what is, just a real quick question, what's your stature? Uh, short. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a uh, standard test, a routine test for you. Okay, routine. Um, that will be 57. 56 will succeed. Nice. nice. See if she can resist. Uh, a 55, not only does it fail, it critically fails. Nice. So whenever you critically fail, whenever you criti- whenever it critically fails to resist a takedown, it would normally be knocked out. But these creatures don't have any semblance of life. <laughs> So it just sim- <laughs> the, the dam simply falls to the ground, screaming for its mother. Its death rattle. What will you do now? Uh, hearing it scream for its mother, she's just going to start kicking it in the teeth, <laughs> just over and over and over again. It's like, like, kind of like shush, shush, shush. <laughs> it's going to be a simple melee test. It's going to be standard. Sorry, easy. Surrounded in <laughs> on the ground. Okay. Simple melee. Uh, 3d6, dude. <laughs> okay, so that will be uh, 71. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38 will succeed. Nice. Uh, so it's 1d6 plus brown bonus plus another d6 from the ground plus another d6 because it's surrounded. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna do. Not very good, but that's a total of six uh, plus four is ten damage to it. It is only lightly that she is only lightly wounded. <laughs> Put a red move. Um, see that red thing up there? Um, I wish you to write. It's alive. Anything else you wish to do, Clovis? You mean Pepistrella? Sorry, Pepistrella, my apologies. Uh, uh, let's see. She is going to bank that last AP. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Krishna, don't forget me! One of them begins to pick itself up off the ground, retching its arm back in place, standing, kipping up for one action point, as does the one beside it. Move, it's alive beneath Pipistrella. Two of them come back to their feet. After having already been brought to slaughter, as four of them beside it are just simply burning with wreath and green flames. They're so not moving at all. These are those prank candles that you get for people's birthday parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> prank damned. Prank. Uh, they come up to their feet for one action point um, and begin swarming Pipistrella. Um, two of them. So the first one, uh, I missed, but I'm going to re-roll that with this coin. So the flame ones aren't getting up? Nope. Still misses. Somehow, Pipistrella, you managed to like push this one off of you. The other one who's screaming for Father, forgive me! <laughs> attempts to lunge out. Wow, roll 98. I'm going to reroll that too. Uh, it's trying to get its fingers in into your... Oh, 12! That'll hit! Okay, Pipistrella will... She's holding on her shepherd's sling. She's going to, like, bring it down on the arm to try to parry that. Yeah, it's going to be challenging. Challenging, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so simple... 41. 78 won't do it. The thing gets a hold of your ear, starts pulling at your flesh. She's trying to retch your flesh off your skin to wear as its own. Yeah. Um... As you suffer, <laughs> I roll a six. Sweet. I roll a five. Uh, you suffer sixteen damage. Ooh. As uh, she is moderately wounded. Oh no! Roll d six chaos die. That's a five. That is a six. I'm gonna spin this coin. You suffer an injury, my friend. Okay. Okay. So you gain three corruption. And you may roll percentiles to determine what happens to you. I'll have cards for this next time. 34. Oh, that's actually kind of nice. Um, you suffer a bruised eye socket. Ouch. Ouch. You gain three corruption. An ally must treat injury. Until fully recuperated, you must flip to fail skill tests that rely on vision. Okay. Can you reroll an injury roll with a coin? No. Coins only have impact D6s. Percentiles uh, for tables. But you can use a coin to reroll an attack action. So, the rules state that you can spend a coin to reroll anyone's D6. You can spend a coin to re-roll your, your D100 roll. Gotcha. Yeah. It clarifies that. So if you want to turn my injury rolls into the six, you can do that as an example. Right. I typically have you all roll for everything anyway, though. Oh, okay. So typically, yeah. it's not us actually rolling for the injury. That's right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So <clears throat> you must... You must, somebody must treat injury on you yeah. when time is right. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you flipped a fail skill test for land vision, mm -hmm. so you're... His eye socket's all bruised up, where he's trying to, to get him. Somebody, somebody perform. Yeah. Somebody treat injury now. <laughs> Help. In the middle of this fight. 
You can't train injury, but you can <laughs> now yeah. um, bind yeah. wounds in the middle of combat. Yeah. That's in the change in the starter kit. You can bind wounds in the middle of combat. In fact, um, it's like super you, glue. A little like bit. Uh, yeah, if you have if you have um, if you have a hunting bandage, you can attempt to bind someone's wounds to move them up a, a step or two of the damage condition track during combat. Now, it used to be where it took ten minutes. Now it's during combat, but you only be healed once a day. But he's suffering an injury, so he can't do anything until it's treated. So injuries are so typically when you get hurt when you move down the damage condition track page, you can be healed from that using laudanum or having your wounds bound. But injuries are lasting. Injuries like what he just suffered last until he gets treated. And that could take some number of days to re recuperate. But what does my tincture do? Allows you to ignore the effects of one injury. On my like myself. Yes. I can't. Or someone I else. can't. I can like pass it off to somebody. You can. During... You can is that? Is... Yeah. You can absolutely administer tincture to anybody. You can inject tincture for one action point to somebody else. And it lasts for a day. Yep, twenty-four hours. But yeah. they gain some corruption. <laughs> so uh, their turn is over. Okay. Espilicent, it's your turn. Espilicent. Espilicent. I can't say the I in there. Espilicent. 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 Um, so, I'm going to, like, take my staff and put it away. Okay. I have these huge claw hands. Um, you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fingers. Yeah. Three fingers. Yeah. And they're strong, I'm assuming, because yeah. I'm pretty strong. Um, so, I'm going to go up to one of the ones that, wait, is there anyone on the floor? Uh, they're all they're, up. They're all standing at this point. So, I'm going from my crouched position, and I'm going to just, like, jump up, basically, to their shoulders, hook my fingers into their neck, and try to rip up. Okay. So and that, pushing off their shoulders. So, that will be a bare-handed attack. Okay. Um, like bear. Um, so the way that works is simple melee. Okay. Um, so you'll make a. You're no longer. They're no longer surrounded or outnumbered. So it is a standard simple melee test. Okay. Simple melee. Uh, standard. So nope. That's a fail. Oh. You can reroll if you want to spend Ooh. a fortune. Yeah. So same same difficulty rating still. Standard simple melee. There you go. Got it. Nice. Got it. Uh, they're not going to attempt to parry. Uh, I don't think the damned uh, are probably smart enough to dodge or parry. Because it makes it something more long. So go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Uh, which is. Uh, 1d6 plus brawn bonus for a bare handed weapon. So that's feet, headbutts, shoulders, teeth. I'm like, whatever. I'm trying to hook their skull basically, yeah. and yeah, any it up. any 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 close quarters combat is considered a yeah. bare-handed weapon. Okay. Oh, that's a six. Oh, so if you roll a face six, your dice explode. So you roll another face six on top of that, or sorry, roll another d6. Is the exploding good? Yes, yeah, yeah, so it means you get to add more damage. Oh. Yeah, anytime. Six, Another one. Six, that's 12. That's 12, 12 damage. And roll again. Another 18, one. 18. Whoa, 18 damage. Again? Yeah. Until it stops rolling four. sixes. So, so 18 plus 4 plus brawn bonus. Did I rip his head off? 
how much damage you get. Tell me the total damage. Yeah, you Twenty-two first. plus whatever your brawn is. Oh, plus brawn. Uh, there's four. I've already lost count. 26. I had twenty-six. That twenty-six. Twenty-four plus four is twenty-eight. Wait, no, she had, Six, twelve, she eighteen. Eighteen plus four is twenty-two. Twenty-six. Okay, twenty-six damage. So 26. I count with um, my fingers, guys. I'm forty-one. So here's you can too. Here's kind of what we mm. see. Um, I got real mad. Like, here's I what was, happens. I was reading about it, and it says I've got stormy mood and intense action, yeah. so I, I just went straight for just, like, pulling apart. Yeah, a spill, you see a spill scent kind of move to the first one and wretch its head back, where she comes back around with this, un, her, her limbs are unnaturally kind of, like, they have their own kind of musculature and, and ligament movement. She reaches back, grabs another one, throws it against the wall, and swings around with the final blow with the staff as two are fallen and the last one's grievously wounded. That's good, right? I'm telling you, mo monster pools make things so much easier and more cinematic. This is why Theater of the Mind is awesome. Yeah. So there's only one that remains, and it happens to be the little girl. Oh, kill it! No, you, none of us can seem to hit uh, it. Right. A spill scent. Uh, oh, wait, do I have more? You have two action points I remaining. Have two yep. action points. Yeah. So I can do something over here. You can. You can also do anything sure. over here. Um, What's Sunder? Uh, that would be if it has a shield, or, uh, or if you want to ruin its armor or, or weapons. Oh, can I? But you have to get a weapon. Take down or stun blow. Uh. Yeah, you can always try and trip it. Or choke it. Yeah, I'm thinking... Um, I don't know if you can choke it. I don't think I could choke it. I feel like that's not going to work. Can I do a stunning blow? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do I... So it should tell you what... So Make an athletics or, or interrogation. interrogation test. Uh, whichever one is better for you. Uh, they both... And it's going uh, to be routine for you, whichever you choose to do. So it'll be willpower. You're using interrogation. Willpower. I'm using uh, interrogation. So you're finding bigger. you're finding so a weak it point a in its body. Time. So you would have to flip the flip fail. To fail. Uh, or, um, what's, flip to, what's flip to fail? It means you take the worst of either one. Yeah, like, don't, don't do it. It means yeah. don't well, do let, it. Let Adam explain that how it works. So, you know, how shouldn't this, do it, but that's this true. This would be a 34, but if you flip to fail, it would be a 43. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so whenever there's an asterisk, yeah, if you, you don't have a skill rank, then you flip it. I see. I yeah, see, I that see, makes your chances horrendous. Unless you're trained, and then it's fine. And trained is unless you the have dot, a skill rank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for athletics then, which is brawn, which is forty. It's forty. Routine. It's routine. Fifty. Yeah, it's fifty percent or below. Thirty-two. Nice. Uh, so you use stunning blow, right? Mm-hmm. It'll attempt to resist with toughness. They're probably pretty tough. It fails. What? Nice. 96. Um, so when you stun something, you rob it of one of its action points. So when its turn comes up again, it only gains two action points instead of three. Okay. I think I'm... But I've got coins I can use. So, as Phil said, your turn is over. There's nothing else you can do. Uh, Tomah, round four of the 
therefore I will try to do a takedown. Nice, okay. It's going to be routine at this point. She is surrounded. Damned is surrounded. Success. Nice. It'll attempt to resist. See what happens. 87 won't do it. So it only took a seven she times falls to the ground. Down. Right. What do you want to do? I will attack it. Okay. Standard attack. Melee attack. Melee attack. Yes. Routine. Sorry. Easy now. It's easy now. Okay. So I'll surround it and on the ground. It's easy. Success. Nice. Roll damage. Oh man. Seven, ten, uh, six. Yep, fifteen. Oh. All right. Well, I'm three D. Oh, it's three. Yeah. Oh. From the ground, it's around uh, sixteen then. Nice. And add one more for if you want to use an AP for. Punch. Yeah, why not? Nineteen. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for helping me remember this. I I, I don't usually use. You don't use weapons. I, I don't use weapons, and I really don't use martial melee. It's the only one I'm good at. <laughs> the body of this young girl is cut off by a stunk. So we see the camera like zoom in toward the end of the spade, like thrust through the larynx, and it strikes the stone, sparking upward. Yeah. Yeah. You begin to ignite the damned. They do not throttle, they do not thrash, they do not move any longer. These poor, wretched souls who have been trapped here, not given the grace of death, you've given such a mercy today. The door is now open. And it, and the light of your lantern spills forth into these, amid these, broken, shattered pews as you're directly behind a massive stone altar. You can see shapes moving inside the chamber. You can hear the scraping of armor, scraping of brass armor against leather, stressing against leather like the sound of like pulling in between the buttons of the metal. You can see shapes ambling about inside here that shine with the teaked, the teaked brass within the lantern light and candles burning almost everywhere inside here. And we will actually bring tonight's session to a close. We'll continue again later. So, um, first off, uh, everybody immediately can unlock a new ability from your, uh, your profession. So, um, if you would, Adam, please explain to how that works. Okay, so you can upgrade any of these bonuses if you want. Um, just kidding. <laughs> um, or you can buy one of these talents, um, which the talents are in a book. Yeah. In this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I can, I can tell you essentially what a lot of them do. Impervious um, mind means that if you take peril enough to where it would knock you let's actually Adam, i'm sorry let's yeah. take a pause on that okay let's yeah. do that let's do that after we kind of wrap the session sure, yeah. Yeah. because i think talent you'll want to talk a little bit more about we yeah. can explain a little bit more about the rules but okay i yeah. think the best thing to do to kind of end the evening we need to first determine to see how any corruption you gained 
impacted your character. Who here gained corruption? Raise your hand. Ooh. Everybody. Um, How do I know if I did? You got have three a number for, here. for grabbing the... Oh. For touching the... Everybody did. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I guess I missed that part. Do I add yeah. three? No, no, no. You, you, you had that. He's oh, asking okay. So how much corruption do you have, Paige? I'm sorry? How much corruption do you have tonight? Three. Adam? Nine. Tim? Uh, six. Wow. Nine. Wow, okay. So I'm going to roll what's called the corruption die. And the corruption die is rolled at the end of every session. And this determines whether or not your, your, your character rationalizes what they have faced. And, and if they're able to rationalize it, they move up the order they get an order rank. If they fall prey to the things that they encounter during this game session, they move toward chaos or chaos line instead. So my role is two. So Adam, what does two do? Uh, two means that if you have a two or above, then you gain a chaos rank. Yep, so what you'll do is you'll erase your corruption completely, marking it back to zero. Corruption is a temporary value. And you'll see a little dot on the left-hand side called Chaos Rank. And you'll mark Chaos Rank. Number right. one. Yep. Yep. Right yep. And you're going to find, as you get, as you play the game, your character is going to be pulled both ways. Some sessions you don't get any corruption. Some sessions you may gain so much corruption you gain more than two Chaos Ranks. It can absolutely happen. <clears throat> okay. So say... So say uh, you were to roll like a six instead of that, it wouldn't affect me because I have three? That's right. You would instead gain an order rank. Oh, so I'd go the opposite. Uh -huh. And if for some reason you had zero corruption, you could choose which direction you want to go. So the last, the way we kind of capstone at the end of every game session, we talk about how the situations and the story impacted your character tonight. Okay. So we'll... So to give Paige an example, we'll start first with Toma with Nick's character. Okay. Obviously, this is our first session, but... First session, we didn't really get to do a whole lot, but um, I think that... What are you talking about? We did a lot. Yeah, we... I mean, other than the combat, we didn't really interact socially too much, but a little bit. So we did, we did uh, uh, you know, steal these relics, or these uh, the remnant, remnants. remnants. Yeah, the remnants from this tomb. Um, but... You know, at the same time, we also uh, gave these damned a, a final resting. So that, I think that makes him feel a little bit better about what he did. <laughs> yeah. What about for Clovis? All benefits to me are gains. What, what, what do you mean by benefits? I got the egg. I'm very happy. Uh-huh. I know I can get fed every day, no matter what. <laughs> That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, bonus. We got to kill some of these, uh, get some of these creatures and please the custodian. Yeah, it's true. What about Pipistrella? Pipistrella is a little lost right now. Like, there's, there's things that, there's knowledge that she has that, you know, was, like, taught to her. But she just was like, eh, that's not, nah, nah, that can't be it. And then she was finally faced with it. And she, you know, I don't know if the group knows it, but they would know it by now just by watching her. This is her first physical altercation she's ever been in. Mm -hmm. So she's uh, um, first uh, really serious one, like matter of life and death. Yeah. Um, 
and so she is just a mess right now. And uh, you know, she got that <laughs> bruised eye socket, so uh, she's just gonna get a, a real like uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Ouchie. Uh, no, like a, a, a rude awakening. Um, you know, yeah, she's gonna get a rude awakening to like life outside of a city. Yeah. And civilization. Because she's used to that back in Ecuador. And we'll conclude with Paige. Tell us about Espilsen's experience tonight. So, Espilsen is has a tendency towards stormy moods and intense actions, and I think Espilsen really kind of found her uh, found her intensity in the the fighting just that power that they have within to rip heads off and do all of this stuff and it kind of made my character feel even more like ready to ready to do it okay I, I liked ripping them apart yeah me good and bad. That's right. That's right. Well, it looks like everybody's character was scarred tonight because you're all getting chaos ranks. But that's not necessarily bad. Um, chaos ranks and order ranks are, are, are character builders. If you gain 10 order ranks, you gain a fate point. If you gain 10 chaos ranks, you gain a drawback. Like your your psyche is scarred permanently. Um, and something bad can happen, but, but like with a lot of trauma, you, you develop um, strategies to overcome that. So. Not everything is, it's not necessarily bad if you, for some reason, end up with 10 Chaos Rings. But um, we'll continue next time um, we play again. So that's it. Yay! Hey there, viewers. If you like what you're seeing, take the next step. Head on over to our Patreon, where we create content for Zweihander and other games. Just go to GrimAndPerilous.com and click on the Patreon button. Thanks.